Many doubted we'd ever see it, but here it is. The return to glory. British Open has been canceled. Organizers announced they've canceled the famous golf tournament, which was scheduled for July because of the spread of COVID-19. It's the first time the British Open has been canceled since 1945 because of World War II. Golf will only have three major championships at the most this year. The PGA Championship could be postponed to August, the U.S. Open to September, and the Masters to November. What do you say? Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Let's talk a little golf right here on 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Let's get out of the Sprint Special Guest Line, get any phone, and get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit a Sprint store nearest you. Of course, he hosts, co-hosts Real Golf Radio each and every Saturday morning right here on The Zone Sports Network. He's our good friend Brian Taylor. BT, how's your health? How's your family? Everybody doing all right? Yeah, good to talk to you guys. Uh, we're we're doing good. Uh, we're all we're all holed up here in Lehigh and um, not walking the grounds of Augusta National uh, today for the first time in 20 years. And it's uh, it was a sad morning to start, but uh, a little bit of glimmer of hope and excitement when the Masters made the announcement for a November uh, reschedule. So uh, we we at least have something to be excited about and look forward to. But yeah, overall we're we're hanging in there, man. Brian. Uh... By the way, uh, I saw that you tweeted out something. Is it Kenny Rogers, who you're such a big fan of? <laughs> I love me some Kenny Rogers. It was kind of a yeah. part of my childhood growing up. So, yeah. Did you have a, uh, a favorite uh, tune from him? Um, well, I always, I always, always intrigued. I like stories. Like I, I like songs that tell a story, and Kenny was really good at that. So, you know, I mean, obviously, the, the coward of the county was always one that I that I liked. You know the the kid that he maybe didn't read quite well enough and he stood up when he had to and be a man. I always liked that one. And, um, you know, they, they, they go on. And I mean, the gambler classic, um, there's, there's probably a dozen that, that I could sing pretty much every word to and take me right back to Southern Idaho in the, in the eighties. All right, BT, we talked about it a little early on in the show, but just take us through exactly kind of what was uh, announced today as far as scheduling goes. You mentioned the Masters, but several other things happened. Yeah, so it was big. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, the big announcement was Augusta moving to um, November 9th through the 15th. And so, you know, this is this is one that's, you know, been postponed, and they, they were careful not to call it canceled. And I think that was big for a lot of reasons. You know, one is the really the economy of the Augusta area, and uh, those of us that go out there most most of the time we find ourselves renting homes uh, from residents there to stay for the week. There certainly isn't enough infrastructure as far as hotels are concerned to to house that comes in for this uh, massive event, and so uh, the, the community relies on the the people coming in, and they rely on being able to to rent their houses out for the week and. The contract states in those housing um, contracts that the refund is only issued if there's a cancellation. So it's kind of interesting to see how they did that. And so but the Masters was careful to postpone it, uh, thereby not having everybody, you know, have to come up with a refund because a lot of these homeowners, you know, improve their home and things along those lines and pay, pay for some repairs, maybe take vacations and get out of town for the week so they can clear room for the visitors coming in so uh that actually proved out good now that they'll honor the the new dates for those that have housing contracts so this is a big boost 
city uh, economy there in Augusta, Georgia, that relies on this Masters tournament. But uh, you're right. Some other things, uh, unfortunately, the Royal and Ancient um, Golf Association announced that uh, they will cancel the uh, British Open, the Open Championship, uh, this year at Royal St. George's. They're going to go ahead and hold it next year at Royal St. George's uh, at the same tournament. So everything will just kind of get bumped down. And, you know, the, the RNA basically saying this was the right decision. The U.K. is struggling too much right now with this COVID-19. And it just, you know, with the with the process of um, qualifying for the and it just didn't look like it was going to be possible. And so they're out. Um, PGA Championship, which was traditionally held in August, is and then was moved to May last year. Was it last year or two years ago now? Last year, um, I think, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Last year is now back to August. So they're going 6th through the 9th, and they'll, they'll keep it at TPC Harding Park in San Francisco. It's a great venue. Again, that I, I think that one is potentially still in jeopardy who knows how this all goes down we're all guessing at this point but hopefully by august everything's good to go and we can hold that one and then the u.s open will stay at wingfoot in new york but they're playing at september 18th through the 21st instead of the middle of june so uh that one will be will be interesting to see how that plays out so it looks like we'll have three majors at least to continue are, are still on the, the calendar still scheduled for this 2020 golf season and and then we're going to mix in a tour championship in there as well, the FedEx Cup playoffs, and then uh, a Ryder Cup is going to be in there the week after the um, the U.S. Open. So it is going to be jam-packed in there all around the rest of the sports. And I, I guess I guess we're all starved so much that we'll we'll take an onslaught of uh, of uh, options and sports to watch come this fall if if that's what it all comes down to. But uh, for the time being, anyway, three of the four majors are still on the calendar. Brian Jake was talking about this earlier. It is the whole idea. What do you think of the idea of the PGA Tour having events in which it's just the players and no gallery? You know, I think if look at this at this point in time, there's a lot of things to consider. Uh, there's there's television contracts. Let's just go there, right? Um, so whether there were spectators or not, you could certainly televise an event that uh, if it was safe to do so. And so, and, and for all of us that are holed up right now, I think we would welcome something to watch that's not pre-recorded. I think that that is something that we could pass some time with. And so uh, I think if that was a possibility, I think they should go ahead and do it uh, on a regular event. I'm not sure that the Masters and other major championships are as interested in hosting fanless events, if you will, only because... I mean, it's such a big part of it, and it is a part of all the tour events as well, but nobody really goes on to talk about the roars at the 18th or, you know, the a certain stretch of holes at the Texas Open, for instance. It's not part of the lure like it is at the Masters or some of the other events. So I, I think... I think just considering those options, if you could play some tour events, the players would welcome it. Uh, the sponsors would, would love to have their 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 uh, you know money you know get advertised and things like that. So I think there's a lot of reasons why maybe a regular tour event could do it, but maybe not so much a major championship. Brian Taylor of Real Golf Radio with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And Brian, I just this isn't a question as much as uh, just expressing opinion and I'm curious if, if you agree or not, but I, I actually think golf is the perfect sport to lead out. You know, it's kind of set up to start first. You know, we could talk about galleries and what it takes, but, you know, it's a, it's a sport that naturally can have some distance and it's outside. And, you know, usually it's in a little bit 
warmer areas, right? And and we don't know for sure if if uh, the temperature affects this particular virus, but it could. So that might be a positive. And then uh, I, I guess what I, I really appreciated them coming out with a plan. And maybe it works and maybe it doesn't. But I, I think it gives us all some optimism, some hope that if we keep doing the right things, you know, that we could have some golf in June, you know? So I, I applaud the PGA Tour for kind of leading out on this because I think they're in a good position to do so. Yeah, and I would put the LPGA Tour in there as well. And, um, you know, I, I think that they're, they're doing great. So golf is unique, right? It's not like we have – I mean, think about the summer sports and baseball, for instance. Um, baseball, you know, you have the dugout, right? The players are, are all sort of clumped together. And for the most part, you know, the, the tour players, it's them and their caddy, maybe a swing coach. I mean, you certainly have the – the harems that can follow, you know, the whole groupies that are around him from different coaches and mental coaches. And, but for the most part, if, if you needed to, a skeleton crew could still handle that competition a hundred percent without having to deal with, um, you know, the, the close, the closeness, you know, and keep maintain a healthy social distancing. So uh, I'm with you, Jake. I think it's a really, I think, I think your take is spot on. And I think that was the reason why golf hung on for so long. I think they had hoped to be able to get through the players' championship. But again, it, it, it's I think that you, uh, business as usual had to change based on what happened. And so coming back with uh, a plan to mitigate the, the 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 interaction, if you will, especially amongst the volunteers and and those working the event, is probably more. Um, more of a logistical issue than just getting the players and caddies out there to compete against one another. But uh, that said, I, I agree from a recreational standpoint, you know, I, I think golf is, is great to be played at this point in time. If you, if you do the social distancing uh, standards and requirements, because you can be out there and enjoy some fresh air and maintain distance and, and have some relief mentally and physically during this time when we're otherwise, you know, uh, devoid of those things. So I, I think golf is a perfect recreational as well as, um, you know, a, a sport and athletic professional venue for us to, to get some relief. So that, that, that I hundred percent, I'm in your court. For the tournaments that uh, that choose to go without a gallery, are there players who 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 feed off of that stuff, and will it affect the outcomes of events? I don't know. It's really hard to say. I mean, I think there are people that feed off the crowds. There's no doubt about it. I don't. I don't suppose. You know, I've never had a chance to play privately with Tiger Woods. Uh, wish I could say I had. But I don't imagine, it, you know, that Tiger's going to full-on Tiger fist pump a birdie coming down the stretch to dead silence, right? So um, <laughs> uh, I think it would be kind of fun. You would definitely pick up a little bit more on the chatter. Some of the things that I've enjoyed um, watching that have been put out by some of the, the golf media outlets is, you know, some video that showed some conversation between Tiger and Rory when they were playing together one time, walking from the tee to their, to their approach shots and things. I think you'd get a little more of that, right? I, I think people, golf fans, um, enthusiasts, love the idea of what would it be like to play around a golf with some of these professionals. And I think you would get more of that feel like you were tagging along with them because there's an otherwise empty golf course out there. So I think there'd be some unique aspects that I'm not sure it would affect the outcome or affect certain players differently. It would certainly have an effect, but I think at the end of the day, those guys kind of zone a lot of that out anyway and, and would just get down to, to playing some, some golf. And I, I certainly guys like Patrick Reed, who tend to get heckled more, would probably appreciate some silence. 
Well, BT, thank you so much for jumping on with us, and hopefully we're going to have you on a bunch in coming weeks to uh, preview some of these events, and hopefully this thing subsides and we can get more planning underway. Yeah, we're going to have a fun show this weekend, too. Rugoff Radio is still going on Saturday mornings, and uh, we've got a Masters tribute to Billy Casper, the 50th anniversary of his Masters victory back in 1970. Awesome. We've dug up some audio from the vault about Billy talking about that event and how much it meant to him and and, and other uh, some really cool stuff this weekend on the show as well. So good to visit with you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, BT. See ya. Brian Taylor, Real Golf Radio, each and every Saturday morning. And uh, that sounds like a fun episode this week. So, you know, one certainly not to be missed. Uh, Chris Maddox will join us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Chris Camerani, top of the 5 o'clock hour. We'll have more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.